Have you ever dreamed of going to Hollywood and making it big? Well, these are the stories of people who have made it, just in a different way. They're the unsung heroes behind the screens that make movies and television come to life. Welcome to the Right Scuff Podcast, where we talk about films and interview those who are just starting their careers to some of the biggest names in production and post-production. Our mission is to inspire you through the true stories of people who have achieved their dreams. We'll be talking to Foley artists, screenwriters, sound editors, picture editors, the list goes on. And for film fans, we'll be focusing on sound and what it takes to create Foley. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a writer. And I'm John, a professional Foley artist in the film business for over 40 years. He's worked on over 500 films and is a 37-time nominated and 9-time MPSD winner for big titles such as Inception, The Matrix, and The Dark Knight. You can find us online at therightscuff.com and please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Hello everyone and happy International Podcast Day. In honor of International Podcast Day, we thought we'd do a more casual podcast than our usual interviews. We wanted to thank you all for listening. To support our podcast, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us. Check out our Prop of the Week episodes on YouTube. This week, we will have a prop from Independence Day, so be sure to look out for that and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Right Scuff. You can also go to our Facebook page and leave us a comment. Well, hello there, everybody, on International Podcast Day. And uh, the we got the band back together, uh, John and Sarah <laughs> in the room. Hey. Hey. And uh, I thought today we might take a little different tack. Um, I was interviewed by uh, a junior at Baylor back east, and she had some questions about Foley, and she uh, is a music student, et cetera. And I think, um, I think it's interesting to me, a couple of the questions she, she asked, and, and it kind of gets to Foley where we were and where we're going to go. I've touched upon this a little bit, but I want to be a little more um, explanatory, if, if that's a word. Uh, and, and of course, you know, where we were, well, there's only so many films being done and television shows. And in fact, TV Foley was kind of just a necessary evil. There wasn't much thought to it. In fact, um, on some shows, all the sound editors got together and they just on one channel did all the Foley footsteps, props, et cetera, and just kind of put it in, hoped it worked, and that was it. Um, of course, nowadays we have uh, Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, YouTube, and others coming into play. And these are all content providers. So there's been an explosion in the amount of Foley. And of course, not just for feature films, television, but commercials and and video games. So, so now we have, because of technology, a dovetailing of a lot more content and then a lot more need for Foley. And then we have literally somebody that can put a stage together in his or her garage. Now, what I'm about to say is not to be critical of anybody or anything per se. It's just a reality on my end from as a professional Foley artist. And I would never try to tell people don't reach for the stars and don't do your thing. But I would try to caution you, a new artist out there getting started, to not fall into some potential traps. Number one is... Typically, or not typically, what you're seeing today is more, um, again, people creating their own stage and working out of the garage and as one person then maybe having a mixer work with them. 
That's all well and good. However, you're missing the long game. And the long game is, how can you then really get good at it? If you're not working at an existing stage where the known uh, good parts and bad parts can be fleshed out and told to you, you've got to kind of do it on your own. Now, you could, be, you could do a great job, but you might not. And that could potentially be problematic. And then moving on, you're only as good as the mixer. If he or she is just starting out too, they might make some mistakes or not understand things that will, will hinder you because the best Foley teams are typically that two Foley artists and one mixer. And now speaking of myself and my team, uh, Shelly Roden's my partner and me, and then there's Scott Curtis, the mixer. There's two, repeat, two performances. One is what Shelly and I do, and the other is what Scott does. So I'm, my point to everybody is uh, I, I, I think it's all well and good to get out there and get going and do some things. But if you can, if you're just starting out, try to work with a partner, you know, and because there's, there's almost like, you know, the difference between an arithmetic progression and a geometric progression. I think the same thing is true. There's no question in working with Shelly and Scott, there's so much more that we can do and cover and have it sound real because ultimately that's what we want to do. You know, Foley is not just Foley. It's actually custom sound effects. And again, the reason why I bring all this up is that's uh, an answer I gave this, uh, this gal, uh, Rachel, uh, at Baylor because, uh, because of that. And then where are we going, you know? And I mean, is our computers going to take over? Is there going to be a program written that you just say, okay, Foley the scene and the, all the feet going, all the props going and movement and that's it. Well, it's not taking into account one major aspect. And those are the three greatest assets you have as either a Foley artist or as a Foley mixer or anybody working in post-production that really loves and cares of the craft and wants the best possible job. And that is, again, the three assets are, drum roll please, your brain and your ears, the three greatest assets. Always and or learn to trust your ears and then use your brain to problem solve and to come up with something that will really give that extra snap, a, a jazzy, pop, whatever, that's going to really sell what we're seeing on the screen in a way that's, that's really special. You know, because again, these are custom sound effects. Now, also, there's a website called Cura. Q-U-O-R-A. I like that. And what it is, is basically a place where people go ask questions. And I thought, well, I'm just going to plug in a question. What is a Foley artist? And up came some interesting questions. So I thought I'd share a couple of those today and to give you what my answers are. Uh, here's one. What sound effects did the Foley artists use for the DeLorean car in Back to the Future? Well, uh, the Foley artists were myself and uh, Ellen Hewer and Ed Bannon, who is the chief technical brain who's now passed a wonderful man at what was called Taj Soundworks where we did the Foley for that film came up with a we got a basically an old cab car door that was an electric door that is the window was electric lip window and welded it onto this dolly so you could kind of roll it around and put a 12 volt battery on and whoop there yeah, the motor goes up and down that is the window excuse me and that was the genesis of everything as far as handling touching door opening etc for the DeLorean. Now, when you come back from the future, of course, the DeLorean is very cold. <laughs> I guess that's what it's like to come through from the future. So 
we took some manual ice trays and put them on the side of the door and pulled them open, if you will, for a cracking sound when the door opened. And because you see ice cracking, et cetera. And then there's all the steam and stuff. So I used a air supply and, and literally put this air supply in, in the door, if you will, and had it go. So all those elements went together, plus a little motor sound that we had, we did. In fact, the, it was part of the car door. And all the elements that Chuck Campbell did, who was a supervising uh, sound editor along with uh, Bob Rutledge on that film. Because never forget, we we're just a small cog in a very large wheel. So that's... Uh, that's the answer to that. Not that I wrote that in Cure because I'm very lazy, but for any Curans out there, that's the answer to that question. There's, this is an interesting, I've never seen this question or heard this question. What are some particular scenes where Foley artists have failed at representing a sound in a movie? And to my mind's eye, that is a, uh, a compilation of um, a couple things. In other words, if the Foley artist don't have time or not that good or both, and I don't say it to be critical, maybe the, the sink is not good, the footstep sink or the other, the prop sink, and if it's not cut, because in television that'll happen sometimes, they'll take that material directly from the stage and then and what we call hang it or put it in. Well, all of a sudden you see people running and wait a second, there's, the feet aren't matching, you know, what I see the footfall or the, where I'm hearing the footstep. And then I would say anything else where we are to be seen, uh, to be heard, but not seen, you know, as far as I'm concerned. We do our best work when it's supporting what you're seeing on camera. If, in fact, something is just way over the top, like if somebody pulls a knife out of a scabbard and it's just this incredibly long shing with a, some machete or something, like I'll go, whoa. Uh, in fact, I've, I've been asked, well, you know, hey, uh, when you go to a movie, do you always watch the Foley? And my answer is absolutely not. I, I go enjoy the film. So there's the answer to that question. And then I think I'll just kind of get on to, to, to Sarah here and say... Uh, well, I have a question, actually. I want to circle back to what you said earlier about sure. you know, how there's more, I guess, opportunity through growth and technology. That being said, people are kind of doing stuff in their garages, in their house. What would you say to someone who is kind of isolated and with themselves that doesn't really get feedback? How can they get the constructive criticism in order to learn and grow? They would have to work on as many films as possible, student films or otherwise, and have them given to the supervising sound editor, he shear them, and then taken to the dub stage and, and put together and get feedback, you know? Have the mixer on the dub stage say, well, the feet were good, but they need a little more of this, or what, you know, get some constructive criticism. Will a supervising sound editor, I guess, actively go out of their way to say these things? Or for a new Foley artist who isn't sure, do you think they should be direct and upfront and say, hey, I want some feedback, I want to get better? What should I do? Well, I think it would be the velvet hammer technique. You know, just be nice, but say, could you give me some feedback on this? Because I want to make sure when we work again, I do a better job for you. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody a great uh, day, week, etc. We're going to get back on the beam here real soon with a lot more interviews coming. And I'm excited about that. And just everybody be well. Have a happy International Podcast Day. Thank you so much for subscribing. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud. Look forward to our upcoming episodes and prop of the week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.